Running all my life, sacrifice, hustle pay the price, want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life, look, all my life, been grinding all my life, sacrifice, hustle pay the price, want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why, all my life, I've been grinding all my life, look. What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Ball Don't Lie podcast. This is your boy Dexter, your host, the one and only. Welcome back to the show. And I know it's been a minute. Last episode I dropped was the mock draft right before Thanksgiving. I hope all y'all had a safe holiday, a safe evening, same Thanksgiving. I know it's kind of crazy during COVID. If y'all traveled, make sure y'all just get tested. Anyways, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. This is going to be episode 10. So if you're new to the channel, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Smash that like button. There's a little notification bell. You can hit that too as well. Gives you update videos when they they post. And if you're on the audio route, please just hit five stars on any of those platforms. iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Apple, whatever it may be. I'm on all streaming platforms. So five stars would be great. And it's been a crazy, it's been a crazy month. If you look at it, I mean, I try to give an episode of free agency, but that thing was so, it was moving so fast that if I posted an episode, I'll be late like two days. Information like, if it was like typical, any NBA free agency, then yeah, it's a little bit different, but. I tried to post a video. I actually created multiple videos, but I couldn't load it in time because once I was done editing the video, next you know, I'm down by seven players now. I was talking about James Harden, for example. And next you know, boom, CP3 gets traded. Oh, boom. Now you got another trade going on. And another player is willing to sign here and this and that. So... Obviously, this is abnormal for the NBA. This is new. This is something that they have never experienced before. And then it's been a very intense situation. Now we know that everything's set in stone. Players pretty much signed where they had to sign. I'm pretty sure you're aware of what players wouldn't wear. The only teams I'm really looking at to see that, you know, from a fan perspective, is a couple teams. The Warriors for sure. How can they do this with Clay? I mean, how can they do this without Clay? Sorry. With the team that they ramped pretty much, you know, around Stephen Clay. We'll see. They have a good core. They got Wiggins, they got Kelly O'Bree. So we'll see how that works. You got the situation in Houston. You got Boogie Cousins. Obviously, there's a trade that just happened uh late last evening. Which, I mean, it was not a shocker to me. It was just a matter of time when it may happen. Obviously, I'll get into that more, you know, down in the episode. But, yeah, to see how Houston will work with Boogie Cousin and Christian Wood. And I've been talking about Christian Wood for a minute. And the ones that do know me, you know, I've been speaking about this boy out of Detroit. Obviously, him and Blake Griffin play the same position. So, it's kind of hard to have those two guys at the same time. Because neither one of them is a true center. And neither one of them wants to play the five. Maybe Christian Wood, maybe. He played at times with that. But Detroit lost a great player. 
That dude is solid. A very good player. I'm happy he got his money. And before we kind of get into this episode 10, which is pretty much about what's going on, breaking news all over the platform, I'm going to give you a rundown pretty much of what's going on this day going forward. And it's not going to be surprising for, to, for, for some of you guys, but for a lot of you guys, this is probably new news for you guys. And I can just can't wait. And right now we're at, it's December, December 2nd. So this is like what a day or and this is a two days into the NBA training camp and a lot of stuff that's really going on. So let me go ahead and start with the breaking news. As you have heard already, the Washington Wizards and the Houston Rockets agreed to trade John Wall and Russell Westbrook, basically swapping each other. And what's interesting about that as well, their contracts are exactly the same. So it doesn't really hurt the cap at all. Whatever cap they had previously is going to stay the same. They owe three three years, 136 plus million. So the, the money worked out perfectly well. But what they shipped with John Wall, the Wizards shipped a first round pick, a protected first round pick, the 2023 draft to Houston Rockets. I think that's the reason why Raphael Stone, who is the GM of the Rockets, was holding on to Russ. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff that's going on in Houston. Some of you may know, some of you may not know. The turmoil that's going on, they pretty much clean house. They fired pretty much everybody, right? As far as the ones that are calling shots. They fired President Operations, Mooney, and then they fired, you know, the head coach. Then they try to reshuffle people. And now they have Russell, and I said people, sorry, not people, people. Reshuffle people. And now they're trying to get rid of Russ, who Russ obviously wanted to be out. Right? That's already known. It's not a shocker. But the reason why Raphael Stone, the GM of the Rockets, held on to Russ day two into the camp is because he was looking for somebody to get a either a player that's comparable to you know Russ, that's similar. Like the, the talent is not a dramatic drop-off. Because it's rare you will see somebody like an all-star traded for an all-star that has almost the same skill set. I'm not saying that the rest of the skill set and John Wall is the same, but it's similar. Both guys are explosive point guards. They can't really shoot. They're very aggressive going to the basket. Obviously, Russ is probably better in dynamics of the game as far as rebounding and trying to create offense. So we don't know if that's really true. We don't know if that was just staffing, staffing the stat sheets. OKC when he was averaging triple doubles and etc. But Russ is to me is a better guard than John Wall. John Wall to me is more of an explosive point guard that can never stay healthy. But at the end of the day, the Rockets wanted somebody who wanted to be in Houston. They didn't want to have to worry about somebody nagging and complaining about this is not for me. This is not for me. And then obviously it causes turmoil. And look what happened. James Harden is not happy. And I wonder who lit the fuse under that. Because I'll tell you right now, this is the third point guard they're going on with. Right? You had Chris Paul. You had Russell, Westbrook. Right? Now you're about to get John Wall. You had Pat Bev. You had Jeremy Lin. You had so many point guards. No one lit the match. All of a sudden, Russ comes here year one, and then all of a sudden, James Harden wants to leave. Obviously, there's a lot to it, though. A 
lot of stuff that happened over time. But who activated that lighter had to be Russ. That's just me, my opinion. Not saying that it's actually true. I have no sources. This is strictly my opinion. But just common sense to me, right? All of a sudden, you're old three years. All of a sudden, they give you an extension of $50 million a pop for two years over $100 million. And you say, no? Come on. There had to be something that happened. Because they did everything to help him out. They had, they first traded for him, which is a it's, it's it's a blessing because look at James Harden. Even though he was good in OKC, Houston pretty much gave you everything. They paid you. They made you who you really are now. Understand that you an All Star, your MVP. None of this stuff would have happened if it wasn't for the Houston Rockets. Then they give you Dwight Howard. That didn't work. They give you Chris Paul, or sorry, they give you Pat Bevin, you know, Jerry Malin. Obviously, those guys are role players. But anyways, that didn't work. They give you Chris Paul. That didn't work. They give you Russell Westbrook. That didn't work. Now they're giving you John Wall. So I hope what the team they have now, I think this is the best team they had ever under James Harden, ever. Christian Wood, they never had a power forward like that, no matter who. No disrespect to Trez, but Trez was not the same player that he is now. It was, people were asking, who's Trez? You know who that is. Sixth man of the year last year, or this past season, Montrez Harrell. But we call him Trez. Yeah, Trez was drafted by the Rockets, right? But he wasn't the same player that he is now. He was young, he was learning, etc. Anyways, so you have Christian Wood, you got Boogie Cousins, you got James Harden, you still have P.J. Tucker. You just got back uh, green. So we'll see how that works. And then you, and on top of that, you have John Wall. If we'll see how healthy he is. But let's, let's continue with the breaking news situation. I don't want to harp enough on about the situation, but let's just continue. As far as the Wizards, I don't know what they're going to get. There's, there's a bunch of draft picks that, are, that have been spoken about but not confirmed. As of right now, this is what's being talked about. Future picks in 20. This is as far as what I'm assuming uh, the Wizards might get or the Rockets may get. I know the Rockets for sure getting the first-round pick with John Wall. Then there's other picks being talked about the 2024 20, year, top 12 in 2025, top 10 in 2026, top 8 in 2027. So as of right now, we don't know who and what team is going to get those picks, but somehow there's going to be multiple picks involved. So we'll see what happens. And obviously, I got to give a lot of credit to Tommy Shepard, who was the GM for the Wizards, did a hell of a job trying to reamp that team. I mean, that team, to me, is a playoff team with Russ. I still don't get why Bradley Bill, who was the second leading scorer in the league last year, 30-plus points, wasn't on any of the all-NBA teams. Team one, two, or three. Wasn't even an all-star, which is mind-boggling. But Russ is there. I'm pretty sure that will happen again. He's going to average 30 points with Russ. And I'm ex- I'm stoked about the whole situation because the East to me is actually more a little, fa- it's a little bit more fun to watch. You know, a lot of people don't will agree with me. It's more fun to watch in the West. Why? Because we don't know who's gonna win. The West, you have your predictions. You have the Lakers that are the Clippers, or the, or as far as that, the two head honchos that's gonna come out the West, right? You're not gonna argue otherwise. I'm a Warriors fan. There's no way we're gonna trump maybe the Clippers, but the Lakers with the team they have. I don't know. 
I, I, I got to see the games first. But the East, it's a toss-up. Obviously, you have the Nets. You have the Celtics. You have the Heat. Right? These are young teams that are good, too. So, there's a lot to go. There's a lot of drama that's going to happen in the East for sure. So, breaking news about that. They got traded uh, late last evening. Russ is going to be going D.C. John Wall is going to H-Town. LeBron James. Let's continue about this breaking news. There's so much stuff that's happening right now as we fly. Stuff is still coming into my watch. Okay. So, LeBron James just signed a $85 million extension. Oh, my God. They still underpaid this dude. Even though he's going to make over $40 million a year. Over his lifetime and his career... He made over $435 million. And people still say he was paid a lot. No, he wasn't. He was actually underpaid. Dude was underpaid for what he's worth and what he brings to the NBA and what he brings to local markets like Cleveland. It's a, it's a well-open source where you can find out any information about what LeBron did in Cleveland. He re, like He basically brought businesses into Cleveland especially in the downtown area, revived them. They made the money. He left to Miami. They went out of business. When he he's coming back, they tried to buy the business back. They had a bidding war, and whoever got in got in, and they made their money for those three years. Those four years, whatever it may be. Or five years, right? Something like that. Still, they made a lot of money. LeBron James makes a lot of money for a lot of people. They still got underpaid. But anyways, that's LeBron's extension. And a lot had to do with him doing this whole two-year thing with the opt-out is to see if they can get enough cap space to get other stars down the road. That's why Anthony Davis hasn't signed yet. He's not signing until he figures out what's the best situation for him. He regrets signing a five-year deal with the Pelicans. So we'll see what happens with AD situation. It's right now, Rich Paul, he's not going to tell nobody. Is he going to do a two-year with a one-year one opt-out after that? Or a one-and-one? One, or a three-and-one or a four-and-one? When I say four-and-one, I'm referring to like those four years and then the opt-out if they want to. Or they, that, that additional year they want to add, sign into. And I don't know if you guys heard, but obviously COVID is a real thing, right? And there's nothing to be laughing about. Being serious. You guys got to be safe out there, man. Because as of today, or actually late yesterday, 48 out of the 546 NBA players have tested positive for COVID. And two of the players that I that came up to me through the internet was two players from the Warriors. They, they haven't disclosed their names yet. But out of the 48 players, they didn't mention what teams they're from. Other than the fact that two of them are Warrior players that have been confirmed that they have contra contra uh, contracted the virus. And this is not a shocker at all. This is going to happen. NFL went through this route. NBA took some experience from that. We NBA went to the bubble. And before they went to the bubble, they tested all their players. The ones that did come up positive, they didn't go. They had to wait two, three weeks to clear that initial 15-day window Right, no symptoms, etc. Boom. Then they'll be able to go to the bubble. But up to, if you got tested pretty late, and for some reason you couldn't make it to the bubble, or you decided to opt out, whatever it may be, 
that was a perfect situation for the NBA because they know exactly who's inside the bubble that is not sick. And it worked out for the NBA. It was a success. But now, going forward, and this test happened sometime between November 24th, so like Thanksgiving-ish, right, into the 30th of November, which was like a couple of days ago. They tested all their players. And 48 came back with the positive results. So what does that mean? Basically, the NBA is going to put a protocol in hand, the same thing the NFL did. And I'll break it down more to you as we speak. These are just breaking news. Once I get into the other, you know, the other segments, we'll talk about that. So I'll, I'll go ahead and continue with the whole COVID situation in a second. Kemba Walker is out to January. He took a um, some type of stem cell injection to his knee, the same knee that's been bothering him since All-Star Weekend of last year in February. was been hobbled. They tried to, you know, let him rehab on it and let him work through it, which he did. Came back in the bubble, right? Played okay. But obviously, he wasn't the same burst of player that we saw, that we're accustomed to seeing. So the last 10 weeks or so, he's been... Speaking with a bunch of specialists, trying to get their, I guess, their opinions on what he should do. And they all came to a conclusion that he needs to get a stem cell injection to his knee. So he did that. And because he's doing it at a time where time is not on your side, he will not be available to play for the Celtics until January. And it could be longer than that. It all depends how he reacts and how does he recover. But he will definitely be out for as far as the start of the season for sure. Another breaking news: NBA All Star Week will ha- break will happen, but not the All Star festivities. Festivities. So the All Star break that we see the celebrity All Star, the dunk contest, all that stuff, ain't happening. But the break will happen, so they give the players some time off. And as far as Lavar Ball, I salute you. You spoke this in existence. You said all three of your kids will be in the NBA, and they are. Leandro, the last brother to sign with the NBA team, signed with the Detroit Pistons as of yesterday or yesterday evening. Non, non-guaranteed contract. We'll see how it pans out. To me, out of all three of them, he's the best shooter. Jello is the best shooter of all three of them. But he doesn't have, I guess, the, the NBA readiness than like Lonzo does. And LaMelo, obviously, he's a prospect. He's a lottery pick. We'll see what happens, but to me, he's the most talented of all three of them, so he has a higher ceiling. But Jello, good shooter. Sign with the Pistons. See what happens. Clippers. Clipper News. Oh, my God. This is, what, 20 minutes into this? Jeez, sorry about that. But Clipper News. A lot of stuff is getting exposed. The Athletic just came out. Ooh. Jovan Buha, the reporter for The Athletic, came out with a marvelous piece. Hopefully, I can break that down to you in a second. But I'll get into that. And, I mean, there's... Actually, you know what? Let's just speak about it right now. Why not? So, a few things came to light over the last few years with the Clippers culture being toxic, favoritism. Oh, you can take games off, practices off. You can do all kinds of this and that. Only tailored to two players. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And this is a great piece by Jovan Buha. 
And I'll have the link in the bottom of the video if you guys want to take a look at that and read the whole entire article, how what he went through and what he saw and what he's reporting. But go check it out. And I'll have that in the bottom of the link for sure. So I'm going to break it down for you. Kawhi Leonard, we know his we know his resume. We know what he what he went through. Got come out of San Diego State. Right? Was that was not even a top 10 pick. Was in the teens. And then Coach Pop traded for him. And then eventually, over time, he became a wonderful player and won the MVP in the finals against LeBron in the Miami Heat. Then he goes to Toronto and in year one, takes him to the promised land and beats a, obviously, a injured team. But hey, a win's a win. So when Kawhi comes over, to the Clippers, he has a laundry list of what he wants. All these kind of perks, right? You know what? Give my give my uncle a house. Give him an apartment. Up a real drive. Beverly Hills, whatever you want. They gave it to him. Obviously, those are the things that I'm, I'm that I'm saying that they gave him. These are just an example. He can get what he wants. On the other hand, Paul George, I don't know, who is this guy? What have you done? Oh, wait. What has Paul George done? He has done nothing. Other than the fact that LeBron James in the Miami Heat, in the East, played against the Pacers those years. I think they met two or three times in the playoffs. LeBron James, they asked him about Paul George. He said, man, that boy is nice. And because of that... Recognition that LeBron gave, and we know Paul George was okay. He was nice. He was coming out of his shell. Even Reggie Miller was hyping him up to a, a superstar in the making. He ain't no superstar. He hasn't done nothing. Nothing. He had a good team around him. Don't disrespect Roy Hebert. Roy Hebert's an all-star. It was not because of Paul George. Roy Hebert putting that work. David West. You know him. He's... We know David West when he was in New Orleans. And George Hill, you know George Hill as well. I'm not saying they made Paul George, but Paul George, with the stuff that's in this article, I'm going crazy. The reason why Trez is mad, the reason why Pat Bev is mad, the reason why Lou Will is mad and whoever else is because the antics that these two guys went on, they kind of say, you know what, Kawhi, we get. But this guy, Paul George... Pandemic P, playoff P, nah, 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 this can't happen. I'm going to read you some key factors. I don't want to go deep into this. I'm going to read you some stuff that I saw. You know what? I'm going to tell y'all. So Leonard and George were the only players to have their own personal security guards. Imagine that. They had their own personal security guards. Like the NBA players can't afford their own. Now, they could, right? But the team is going to offer it to you. Okay. I don't care about that. Whatever. But they had had their own personal bodyguards. Leonard and George had the power over teams' practices and travel schedule, leading to teammates to believe Leonard canceled multiple practices. You got to understand. Leonard was driving from San Diego to L.A. for practices. The next bullet point, Leonard was allowed to live in San Diego and commute from there, 
which often made him late to team flights. Can you believe that? Can you understand that? Imagine Steph Curry was driving from San Jose, California, all the way to Frisco or Oakland in traffic. There's a better route than San Diego to L.A., I tell you that. It's a better route. 40 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe one hour tops. L.A. to San Diego and vice versa? That's at least an hour and a half, two hours. On any given day, it's traffic. Unless you're taking a helicopter like Kobe. Unless you got that kind of Kobe money. If not, how are you allowing this? Where in San Diego does he live? If he lives anywhere south, south of La Jolla, yeah, it's a problem. Even if you live anywhere up north from that, it's a problem still. But dang, they allow another guy come from a different city? That's insane. Here's another bullet point. Leonard and George typically didn't speak to the media until 45 minutes after games. They actually went to go work out and get their body right before they speak to the media. Like they had the media waiting for them to get done what they're doing. And usually all NBA players, they get in, they take a shower or not, they speak to press for a little bit, then they go to the post and they speak to the reporters. Then they go do what they got to do after that. But no, they do it backwards, which is crazy. They usually had the teammates speaking for them all the time. Last bullet point that I saw that was interesting. Teammates also believe that Leonard and George were, were able to pick and choose when they played. Not only did they sit out games entirely, but they also at times accepted or declined playing time. Let that sink in for one second. Let that sink in. How are you going to tell me? I don't care if you climb Leonard. You, there's a couple perks on here. You want to drive to San Diego? Cool. You want to dictate about what kind of bodyguard you may have? Cool. If you want to dictate practice schedules, traveling schedules, on top of that, when I want to play? Like, hey, coach, I can only play 25 minutes today. Why? I ain't feeling it. This game ain't exciting. Kawhi can maybe pull that off, but Paul George is in this mix. It's saying Leonard and George, every bullet point that I'm read, that I've read. So it's shocking to me that they even allow this. No wonder Trez is out. No wonder there was a lot of issues going on in the locker room. No wonder this was this was this actually was reported immediately after they lost 3-1 or they're down 3-1 or they're up 3-1 against the Nuggets and lost that series. Then these stories came out surfacing that this was a long-term thing. It wasn't like a one-year or a one-shop or one-bubble situation. This is disappointment. I hope Ty Lewis better do a better job because obviously Doc Rivers didn't do good enough. Doc, let this happen. If you continue to let this happen, they ain't going to say, well, a lot of players. I'll tell you that right now. Paul George, Kawhi, you got a resume, brother. You can do certain things like that. That's the way the NBA has moved. You win. You have achievements. You've done something. You can move a certain way. But you, <laughs> Paul George, what have you done? If anyone out there, please, on the comments below, hit me up. If you're a Paul George fan, tell me what I don't see. Because I'm telling you right now, he hasn't done nothing. Absolutely nothing. Yeah, you can make all-star games. Okay, whatever. I've seen players like Rondo make the all-star. And Kyra Lowry, people, who people said that he was trash. They multiple all-stars. So don't give me an all-star situation. Tell me what has he done in the NBA. What has he done? Nothing. Until then... Let me know. If you're a Paul George fan, if you're a Paul George fan, 
is there something that I'm missing that I don't know? Because from what I'm seeing, all these bullet points that I read to you don't make sense. Leonard and George have bodyguards. One, Leonard and George have power to pick teams' practices and, tra- and uh, teams' travel schedules, leading teammates to believe Leonard canceled multiple practices. Another bullet point, Leonard was allowed to live in San Diego. He lived in San Diego. He commuted to games from San Diego. I, imagine Steph Curry. Imagine Steph Curry traveled from San Jose, California to Frisco to the SFO or I mean to, to the, the Chase Arena or you know obviously the Oracle Arena if there was in Oakland. It's a 40 minute drive. Traffic maybe tops one hour. And then that'd be crazy. We allow a guy to commute from LA to San Diego. There's really a traffic as it is. It's an hour and a half plus. If you're lucky, it could be longer than that. So, it's just mind-boggling because I get Leonard's situation. Leonard can pull this off. Leonard can pull this off. Leonard has a resume. He has done things in the NBA. He has an NBA Finals MVP. Two of them. He has won multiple titles on two different teams. He's won Defensive Player of the Year almost more than once. Obviously, he has won his resume, but he could have won multiple DPOY. What has Paul George done? What has Paul George done to an extent for him to say, you know what? I'm going to give you another bullet point. Teammates also believe that Leonard and George were able to pick and choose when they played. Not only did they sit out games entirely, at times they dictated how many minutes they're going to play or by declining playing time at all. Say, I'm not, I'm not, I'm good, Doc. I only can play 25 minutes today. I'm good. Or you know what, Doc, put me in. I need more minutes. I get players do that sometimes. But to do that all the time? Who are you, Paul George? Playoff P? Pandemic P? I'm not going to get onto that. But if you want to look at the article, I'm going to drop the link in the bottom. If you have any questions about Paul George or you guys want to correct me about this, tell me something I don't see. Am I blind or something? And don't bring up all-star acolytes. Kyle Lowry won multiple all-stars in the East. Rajon Rondo was a one-time all-star. There's players that can name that won multiple all-stars or one all-star that I was surprised. So don't say that Paul George is a multiple all-star. Okay. What does that mean? Does that mean he's better than Dame? Because Dame got almost the same, right? Three, I think. Three or four. That doesn't mean that. So is he better than Devin Booker? I don't think so. That's just me. I put my, my, I put my money in that guy's baskets. I, I think Devin Booker, if you put him around good players, I think he's a better winner. Paul George ain't no winner. Unless you can tell me otherwise. But hit me up in the comments below and let me know. All right, let's, let's continue about this whole breaking news situation. I know there's a lot of information that's going to be going on in the next couple of days. So I'm going to break it down to you. So the NBA's notable upcoming dates. December 1st, which was was yesterday, right? Today's what, the third? It just turned to the third. Yes, today's the third. So, or the second, sorry, second. So, training camp has started on Tuesday. Or was it Monday? Yeah, Monday. Tuesday, sorry. My, my whole schedule's backwards. I'm trying to figure out when to release that information. December 11th, preseason is going to begin. Every team's going to get at least maximum four games or minimum two games, but somewhere in between there. 
So some teams will play four preseason games, some will play two. December 22nd will be the regular season. When it kicks off, when it starts, opening night, it's going to be the Nets versus the Warriors. Versus the Warriors. I can't imagine. Draymond and KD. Ooh, this is going to be lit. You know Draymond's going to talk his... You know that. He's going to talk. He's going to say what he got to say. So I want to see how how does that work and how KD's going to react to it. Or they're just going to let bygones be bygones and everything's cool and just play it out. And, you know, hey, it's the first game. Oh, how you doing, KD? It's been a minute. Or it's going to be like, nah, man, every game is going to be competition. I'm going to be in your face. At the end of the day, I respect you. But during the game, I'm going to kill you. I hope it's that way. Second game, so it's going to be a doubleheader. Nets versus Warriors. That'll be the first game at 5 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. So if you're in the West Coast, 5 p.m. East Coast, 8 o'clock. Second game, Lakers versus Clippers. This is the this is this is how the NBA is so great at drama. This trumps any sport. Any sport. You cannot argue me with otherwise unless you show me facts. NFL does not put out the best starting games. They never do. Opening night, they put the most okay, it's okay, it's okay. It's not that bad. But this, this is drama. KD versus Dr- Draymond. That's the underlinement. You have to read in between the lines. KD versus Draymond and see how that works. And then Steph versus Kyrie. Oh, come on, man. Y'all can't see that? I can see that. Second thing, Lakers to Clippers. Clippers been talking, saying they run L.A. They have all these commercials that they're the new kid in town. This is their city, their time to shine, right? Well, why is it that the NBA is allowing the Lakers to get their ring ceremony in front of them? Big brother to big little brother. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like the big brother will show off their ring to the little brother. Hey, y'all see all this? Y'all see this right now? Those banners y'all cover up on the top? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in our house. The same house you in. But you like to cover it up. So this is just the drama is insane. I love it. It's theatrical. It's going to be nice. Flash off those rings in front of the Clippers. And then at the same time, Trez is right there. Like Trez is like, I'm not getting the ring. But I was playing against this last year. It's going to be an awkward situation all around, to be honest. So it'll be nice to see what happens as far as emotions. I know a lot of guys got their first rings for the first time. LeBron, yeah, he's done this multiple times, so ain't nothing new. He's going to be stoked for the younger guys that are going this for the first time. So we'll see what happens. Then the, NBA, then the Christmas schedule. So all I care about was opening day and then Christmas games, right? Because that's the bread and butter. That's how it is every year. Show me the Christmas games. I don't care about the beginning. Of the, actually, the beginning of the year is fine, too. But after that point, I don't really care until All-Star weekend and right after that in March. So Christmas games, Pelicans, the first game. I think it's five games. Yeah, five games. Pelicans versus Heat. This is 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So you got the Pelicans. You got the young team versus the Heat who just came off of a loss in the NBA Finals. Then you have the Warriors and Bucks. This is pretty interesting because I really think this is show and tell. Steph's going to be like, hey, look at Let me hit that shot. Or, hey, look at what I can do. I can help you. Hey. So it's going to be interesting to see that as well. That's going to be a great game. I think that's one of the best games on the calendar, on the docket. Then you have Nets and Celtics. I would love to see this game if they're both, as far as the Celtics, are fully healthy. But you're going to have 
Jeff Teague be your starting point guard or Marcus Smart, depending on how you can do your rotation or how you can do your starting lineup. But either way, who I already see Kembe go against Kyrie. You, you, he's the replacement, right? Kyrie left. They brought in Kembe. I want to see that fuel. But that's not going to be there because Kembe Walker got a knee ejection, stem cell. So he's going to be out to January. Then you have Mavericks and Lakers. I'm predicting this is the MVP of this year. Luka Doncic against the OFO, LeBron James. So I'll put my I'll put my money on that game. Will probably be the I'll say the Mavericks. Even the odds are against me, but I'll go with the Mavs. But yeah, the Mavs and Lakers will be at five o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Then you have the Clippers and Nuggets. Ooh, rematch, rematch. Oh, revenge game. Ooh, revenge series. Yeah, all that in one. Remember. Jermichael Green, who played for the Clippers. Last game was against the Nuggets. He left. And guess what he said? Oh, why not join the Nuggets? We was up 3-1. They beat us. They got more heart than the Clippers. So I'm going to go and join a team that actually has heart, that cares about winning. So he joins the Nuggets. So I want to see how this works. Because Jermichael Green is going to be yapping. Don't think Jermichael Green don't talk. Oh, yeah, he talks. He talks for sure. And Pat Bev is going to be over there calling him out. So those are Christmas games. Pelicans, Heat, Warriors, Bucks, Nets, Celtics, Mavericks, Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets. And as far as the... Yeah, let's go ahead and talk about COVID anyways. I'm going to tell you how the COVID situation is going to work. So per the NBA health and safety protocols, this is what's going to happen for the 2020-21 season. If someone tests positive for COVID-19, there's two paths that are returning to the game. Two different ways. A, if a player tests positive or has symptoms on this, uh, symptoms that onset, he would have to isolate for 10 to 12 days. This is going to impact games. This ain't the NFL. NFL, they gave you time to miss games. If you was tested positive the day after the game, you have six days practically to come back. You just had to prove based on two PCR tests that came out negative every 24 hours, which is two days, 48 hours, you're back on the game. You're back, right? Well, the NBA is going to be a little bit different because there's going to be back-to-back games. There's going to be we can play three, four games in a week, stuff like that. So games are going to be obviously interrupted by this for sure. So let's say, for example, A, if the player tests positive and has uh, symptoms onset, right, where they have some type of symptoms that's going on, he'll have to isolate for 10 to 12 days. And the rules I said 10 or 12 because I'm not sure what the NBA picked. They're deciding which one, 10 or 12 days. It's not really in fine print, but that's what they said. 10 to t- ten or 12 days. That means that's almost damn near two weeks of games gone. Imagine LeBron James missing those games. Imagine that. What will happen, right, if you miss those games? It's crazy. Those are gonna, everything under COVID is going to – so don't, don't, don't go out there saying the Lakers are going to be the number one seed or this team is going to be the number one seed. If they can stay healthy, yes. But if COVID is involved, this is going to be a problem. Because if he does not miss those 10 and 12 days, here's the other part. Plan B. Or B B, B as an option, shall I say. He would have to have two negative PCR tests. Those are the instant COVID testings that you can probably get within 24 hours. Right? Or you get a results within 24 hours. So you take one on Monday, come back negative, right? Then you can't test again until 24 hours later, which is sometime in Tuesday. 
comes back negative. Have to have back-to-back negative testings. Back-to-back. It can't be positive in between there. Then, if that's the case, then by Wednesday, you will play. So, meaning you can miss the Monday game. You can miss the Tuesday game. A possible Wednesday game because it, it's not 100% sure that they may be saying that, oh, you know what? Because they're two back-to-back, you're okay to go at this time. They might say you're good to go by Thursday or Wednesday. Those That's still up for debate. They're still talking about that as, as we speak right now. So, we're, we're not sure. But we do know this. If you get two negative tests, you're good to go. If you don't, then you're positive for sure, right? Positive. Like you have COVID. You're missing 10, 12 days minimum. Every player is going to react different. Every player is going to react different. Mo Bamba, who tested, Mo Bamba from the Magics, who tested for COVID, right, through the NBA protocols in June before the bubble, he tested positive. To this day, he's still recovering. To this day, we're in December. This is in June. That's how serious COVID is. He's 22 years old. He's a young guy. He's only been in the league for a couple of years. So every person is different. Some people would react in certain ways where they can't recover fast enough. Some are going to probably not going to have no symptoms at all and just say, oh, I had COVID. I did not know that. But they feel good. Like Dominic Mitchell, he feels good. But if you look at Rudy Goldberg, he's having problems tasting, smelling. See, some people react different. So it's going to be interesting how it works because if the superstar is starting to get COVID, like the LeBron James of the worlds and the KDs of the worlds and, you know, the Steph Curry's of the worlds and et cetera, that's going to impact the game. And that's going to impact seedings. That's going to impact who's going to be where. And this is an ongoing situation. And I don't know what's going to happen. Like the NFL has implemented, you know, games that have to be postponed because of COVID or, or, or forfeit, uh, forfeit those games, they have that in writing. The NBA hasn't came out with that yet. They have it in works. They're going to they're bring it out sometime in January in case games need to be postponed and when and where, etc. So that's coming down the line. But as of right now, we don't know what will happen if games need to be postponed. And when I say postponed, this is what I'm trying to say. If the Lakers are going to play the Clippers or the Nets or the Bucks, right, if LeBron James and AD both have, or let's say LeBron has COVID, but close contact tracing, AD and whoever else is around him, would not be able to do that unless they test two negative testings in a row, PCR testing, right? But the game is the next day or so. They're going to postpone that game because of the views, the ratings. People want to see that. People want to see the AD and the Giannis's or the KD's and the LeBron James of the world's. So those games are marquee games. Those games will be pushed back. If it was like the Magics and the Atlanta, the Atlanta Hawks, I don't know the whole legality to it. They might forfeit the games or not, or they might just postpone it. But it's not going to be detrimental to the to the actual NBA itself. Where you're going to start losing people is when you say, wait, hold up, hold up. Giannis is going to play against who? Wesley Matthews? Who, Jared Dudley? Oh, no, 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 no. And this is on what, TNT? Or ESPN? No, I'm not. I'm not watching this game. So what? Guess what? Guess what's going on with ESPN? They're calling. They're paying the big bucks. They're calling. Hey, 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 hey! This can't happen. So we'll see what's going to happen with the big names. Are those games going to be postponed, or the NBA's going to allow them just run its course? So it's going to be interesting to see how that works. But that's all for episode ten. There's so much information. If you guys actually watched the video or listened to the audio up to this point, 
I thank you. I thank you. I really do. I appreciate it. There's so much information. I got another video that's coming in the works right now that I'm actually working on currently that I'll be dropping in the next couple of days or so. That's gonna go, it's gonna be talking deeper about the NBA itself. You know, media availability, players are gonna come back healthy, etc. Preseason rankings, projections, rookies, uh, you know, rookie stouts. So if you're watching up to this point, I appreciate it. I thank you. If you can't, like I said, smash that like button, subscribe. If you're on the audio route, you know, go ahead and give me five stars. I appreciate it. But until then, y'all be safe. Like we said, we spoke about COVID a lot in this episode. Be careful. You know, there's a lot of cases going on right now. The highs has been since March. I want you all to be safe out there so we all can get around to getting that vaccination. If y'all can get the vaccination or not, it's up to you guys. But at least we get to that option, right? So stay safe. Be cool. Stay warm. Until then, peace. One love.